Well, the reason I put a lot of focus on the Iliacus in this book and really focusing, you know, my work on that is because there are other tools out there for the psoas. And I'm not saying the psoas is not important. It is. And it can get tight from sitting and it can make a big impact in low back pain. Um, but the, the methodology, there are many tools out there for releasing the, the psoas and people are thinking about the psoas. Um, but if you release the psoas or if you get the psoas, you know, uh, working properly um, and you don't address the iliacus, your symptoms will not go away. You're listening to very experienced physical therapist, Christine Koth. Today, we're talking about the iliacus, the lesser known relation of the psoas. Together, these two muscles make up an important hip flexor composite muscle known as the iliopsoas. Now, tight hip flexors, particularly a tight psoas, are often considered responsible for back pain. In her 20 plus years of hands-on experience, Christine found that the iliacus was also a common source of dysfunction and pain. It just didn't receive anything like the same attention as its big brother, the psoas. Now in this episode, you'll learn how she developed release techniques specific to the iliacus that are central to her therapy practice to this day. And you'll discover how Christine found ways for her clients to do these release techniques on themselves when she moved away to another state and wouldn't be able to treat them anymore. Stay tuned for all this and more from Christine and to find out how to win a copy of her book, Tight Hip, Twisted Core the key to unresolved pain. Just before we press play on the music, quote of the day. Which musician, DJ and producer who made an award-winning music video featuring a solo dance performance by Christopher Walken said, I make music for the hips, not the head. Answer at the end of today's show. joining me for episode number 41 of the Back Pain Liberation Podcast. My name's Ian Barker, here to help you find your way out of chronic back pain. So this is the first episode of three with Christine Koth, longtime physical therapist and author of Tight Hip, Twisted Core, the key to unresolved pain. We'll be talking about iliacus dysfunction as the often overlooked cause of chronic pain conditions, including back pain. And of course, what we can do to address the issue, to release the excess tension, relieve the pain and restore function. So I've been super busy with the priority program this year. And sadly, there's been very little time for podcasting. So I've not been able to get episodes out anywhere near as often as I'd like. So I hope you find today's show useful and worth the wait. So I recorded this interview many months ago now and just haven't had time to get it out to you. So it is a little out of date, but all the important stuff still very much holds true. So shout out to Christine and I am sorry for the delay. Just a reminder, quote of the day, which musician, DJ and producer who made an award winning music video featuring a solo dance performance by Christopher Walken said, I make music for the hips, not the head. Answer at the end of today's 
show. So here's the interview with Christine now. Yeah, this is only the second time that I've used Zoom and um, I was struggling to get to grips with it a little bit. But here we are now. So, um, that, yeah, exactly. Yay. <laughs> Practice makes perfect. It, yeah, it really does. It, it seems like such a silly thing not being able to kind of use, um, you know, I, I generally use Skype. I have done for a lot of years and it just kind of happens automatically. And, um, you know, there are things like meeting ID numbers and I see, you know, <laughs> Why do I need that? I know your name. I just want to call you. <laughs> Why do I need a Anyway, here we are. It's nice to meet you. Yes, uh, lovely to talk to you. How are you today? I'm doing great. Yeah, wonderful Saturday morning for me. <laughs> it's uh, yeah, it's Saturday evening for me. Yeah, we've had we've had some yeah, very nice day so far. Although it's pouring with rain now. Okay. I was a bit worried that it might even affect the audio because it's really drumming on the roof but um can you hear anything no i don't i know no i don't no good okay then yeah so uh, like um, a, a sort of metal roof in this house and um yeah when it rains really heavily you can you can kind of hear it but um yeah i guess this microphone's only picking me up so we're good to go so uh, we're going to be talking um about your your book which has um been come out on amazon recently mm -hmm. um tight hip Twisted Core, The Key to Unresolved Pain, which is doing very nicely, isn't it? I just had a look at it just now. And um, you've got some really good reviews on Amazon, four and a half stars out of five in, on average. Yes, yes. Yeah, you must be very pleased about that. I am. I am. It's been really fun um, getting the feedback and having people reach out to me after they've read the book and having some significant aha moments. Um, it makes it all the, it makes all the work that went into it worth it. <laughs> I totally understand. That's that's really what it's all about, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. But before before we go into uh, more detail on the book, just uh, a little bit about you. I I got one thing from the book about you. Apparently, you're an Iliacus PTG. <laughs> yes, PTG is the is the term that we use in physical therapy school to self identify with the geekiness that we have about getting super excited about physical therapy related things. You know, so, so you're a physical therapy geek. Yes, geek, especially in terms of the iliacus, and especially in terms of the iliacus. Yeah, it happens to be that this. You know, just my life has led me to really understanding this muscle in its entirety and very much detail and being able to kind of um, see in so many different people how this muscle has impacted their body. Um, you know, kind of just by chance, having clients come into my office that have had tightness in this muscle and when resolved, they've resolved their pain. So um, 20 years of doing that kind of you know, yeah. gives you a good sample size of, of yeah. cases. So you've been a physical therapist for um, 20 years, and this is a, a sort of pattern that you've noticed over that time, that this is a, a sort of common issue, tightness, particularly in the iliacus, causing a variety of um, sort of maladies, I suppose. Yes. Yeah. I mean, tightness in the iliacus is something that probably that a lot of people have the real, the magic in this discovery really is the fact that it's not being addressed. Yeah. So, you know, it's something that, you know, many physical therapists and chiropractors and practitioners group in with the psoas and you yeah. know, maybe are working with the psoas or working with other muscles around the hip 
but yeah. really just kind of ignore this muscle. Uh, yeah. And it does, you know, it doesn't, you know, it has an impact that really should not be ignored. Yeah. Well, the psoas is quite well known, isn't it? People know about it, but the iliacus, I guess, less so. And you say that um, it's tight in, in your introduction to the book. You say that the iliacus is tight in almost everyone. So that, yeah. that's a really big deal, isn't it? <laughs> that's a big deal. <laughs> <laughs> well, think about this. When muscles are in their shortened position for a really long period of time, they don't like that. They tend to cramp up. I don't know if you've ever had the experience where you've maybe reached behind like an awkward, you know, box or behind a dresser and then your your neck cramps up, you know, because I have, yes. Yeah. yeah. So, you know, we've all experienced something like that where a muscle's gotten into too short of a position, it gets kind of in an awkward position, and that causes muscle contraction and muscle tightness. Yeah. And in our society that we live in, you know, you just take one cause of iliacus tightness, which is sitting. Yeah. You extrapolate that to all the human beings on this planet who are sitting yeah. way too much. You know, our bodies yeah. are not meant to be sitting in one place for very long. Yeah. And, you know, this muscle is in its shortened position for hours and hours on end. And, you know, what does it choose to do in response? It chooses to become tight and knotted. Yeah. And this is just one of like the three main reasons why iliacus tends to be tight in most people. Well, this is quite a common idea, isn't it? That too much um, sitting uh, causes tightness in the hip flexors. But you say that it's specifically the iliacus that people need to be thinking about. Well, the reason I put a lot of focus on the iliacus in this book and really focusing, you know, my work on that is because there are other tools out there for the psoas. And I'm not yeah. saying the psoas is not important. It is. And it can yeah. get tight from sitting and it can make a big impact in low back pain. Um, but the, the methodology, there are many tools out there for releasing the, the psoas and people are yeah. thinking about the psoas. Yeah. Um, but if you release the psoas or if you get the psoas, you know, uh, working properly um, and you don't address the iliacus, your symptoms will not go away, you know, my right. temporary. Um, and so, you know, both of them need to be addressed in essence. Yeah, I and understand. Can't leave yeah. Out the iliacus. <laughs> I get it. It's, yeah. it's, it wants to come out of the closet. It wants to be. <laughs> I see. Yeah. Help okay. me. It's saying, help me. Yeah. Mm. Yes. Um, when uh, when a muscle is tight and it, it does sort of call, call out, doesn't it, for help in terms of pain? You know, your attention is drawn to it. Yes. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, one of the things about having it, there's two things that happen as a result of a, a tight muscle. One is what happens to the actual muscle and the sensation that you experience as a result of that muscle being tight. You know, the muscle might be sore itself, where it's attached, attachments might be sore. Um, you may feel like a sense of tension in that area that's uncomfortable. Yeah. yeah. But then, you know, there's also the effect that that tightness has on the mechanics of the rest of your body. You know, yeah. and what, you know, if that tightness is persisting as you're going about your day, as you're walking, as you're sleeping, yeah. as you're you know, doing your daily life, that constant tug pulls on your spine, pulls on the pelvis, pulls on the tailbone, yeah. changes the whole trajectory of how the leg, you know, hits the ground, really. Yeah. That, you know, th that's where you may have, say, for example, knee pain or... Yeah. 
back pain. And it might be because of that tightness in the hip that's causing this trajectory. Of- yes, I've actually experienced exactly that. Yeah, knee pain as a result of tightness in, in the front of the hip. Whether yep. I could pin it down to exactly the iliacus, I don't know. But I found that by consciously relaxing the, the hip flexors, the front of the hip, um, I could um, just ease off on the knee pain. Yeah. yeah. Changes the whole the whole alignment of the kneecap, yeah. the knee joint itself. Yeah. Um, takes the strain off of the ligaments and the joint surfaces, the meniscus, all that, you know, just as a result. You know, your hip is really your hip and your pelvis is your foundation. Yeah. You know, everything, you know, either you get rooted from, you know, the pelvis down to your feet, or yes. you sprout up from the pelvis up to your your head. Yeah. And if that foundation is not in alignment or it has something tugging on it or it's, it's, you know, an unhealthy, unstable segment per se, then, you know, things on the way up and on the way down, you know, have the potential for being unhappy as well. Yes. Yeah. I, uh, I know exactly what you mean. For me, the absolute best part of teaching the priority program is seeing the results my guys and girls achieve by taking back control and breaking the cycle of chronic pain. So when program members get back to enjoying the things that they want to do in life without the restriction, pain and stress. So seeing the improvements in people's lives, for me, that's just the best feeling, a real bus. Don't forget, if you're ready to take action to change your life for the better, then you can check out my free online seminar. It's called How to Beat Back Pain, and you'll find it at backpainliberation.com priority, where you can register for the next available webinar. In this web class, you'll discover the three commonly held misconceptions that keep millions of people, just like you, locked in the misery of chronic back pain. Restricted and unable to reach their full potential, be it at work or in sports, hobbies, creative or outdoor pursuits. You'll learn why treating back pain as a medical problem so often fails, leaving sufferers struggling to fulfill responsibilities to their partners, children or other family. And you'll see how a vicious circle of restriction, fear and pain makes it hard for you to enjoy an active social life. What should be fun events become literally painful, leading to further isolation. You'll also find out how to break through the self-limiting beliefs by adopting the mindset of empowerment so that you can eliminate or at least significantly reduce your back pain and be free to focus instead on your career or personal goals and fulfillment. You'll hear how to implement the three pillars of the back pain liberation system to feel relaxed and comfortable doing everyday stuff. Maybe making and enjoying the family dinner together or just mowing the lawn or driving to the shops. So you'll realize that you can stop wasting time and money on ineffective treatments and therapies and avoid the risks 
of surgery and long-term use of pain medication. And you'll discover how to incorporate this unique, practical and effective self-help system into your busy life to feel confident and enjoy attending social gatherings, sports and cultural events. One more time, you can register to attend the next available webinar at backpainliberation.com slash priority. Or you can just follow the link from the show notes for today's episode. Yes. Yeah. I uh, I know exactly what you mean. Yeah. So you talk about um, discovering the iliacus using a technique. This is a technique you use in your practice mm-hmm. that you sort of developed sort of quite early on uh, and are still using. Yeah. Yep. When I was a novice physical therapist, one of the things that um, was a mystery to me was how am I supposed to feel all of these muscles with my hands? You know. Like, yeah. You, you, you come out of physical therapy school with this, um, you know, this expectation that you're going to be able to feel what's going on in people's bodies. And I was yeah. skeptical, <laughs> yeah. but yeah. I happened to um, get my first job out of college was working in a, in a physical therapy practice that specialized in hands-on therapies. So I yeah. learned from these really seasoned physical therapists on how to feel things and how it would yeah. work well for releasing various tissues. And one of the first techniques they taught me was actually a psoas release. Okay. And, you know, as I was, um, you know, clumsily feeling around in the abdomen, looking for the psoas, you know, through the abdominal tissue and through the you know, the digestive system and, you know, trying to figure out where that was, I mm. came upon the iliacus. Okay. I was like, Ooh, this iliacus is really, you know, this is really tight. What is this? You know, looked it up in my anatomy book. It's like, Oh, that's the iliacus. And, and, you know, really because the iliacus is closer to the bone for me as a novice physical therapist, it became easier to access because I didn't have to go through all those other tissues. Yeah. Because the psoas is quite deep in the It is quite deep. Yeah, it is quite deep. And it's, you know, definitely accessible. But um, I started just noticing that when other people weren't noticing that. And then, you know, because I was new with my hands, I also didn't have really great body mechanics or, you know, I was coming home, icing my hands after a days of work. <laughs> so this is, this is the mechanics of your own body that you were struggling yeah, exactly. to. Yeah, okay. Yeah. And so, you know, I thought, well, how can I release this muscle or how can I put pressure on it without hurting myself? And that's yeah. how I discovered this technique of going across the body to, to use the leverage of my body in a safe way for my own self. And yeah. that really allowed to get an access to the iliacus muscle um, in a very effective way, it turns out. And the point of accessing the iliacus muscle in that circumstance was to apply pressure to it. Right. Correct. Yes. Um, prolonged pressure is something that is a, is a magical tool. Oftentimes we get, when we get muscle work, we, we work on, you know, we get massages or we're, we're rubbing things, you know, foam rolling is another example of, you know, rubbing. And I talk about this in the book, in the difference between stretching, rubbing and pressing. Yeah. Um, prolonged pressure is really what helps to change the the signals from the brain that are keeping a muscle contracted for a yeah. 
whole period of time. And it's with that kind, you know, you really need that type of technique um, to, to resolve longstanding tension that is being held in the muscle. And this has been known that Trevell and Simons are, you know, the gurus around trigger point release. They, you know, um, the manual on trigger point release is written by, by these amazing uh, practitioners. And, and this is the, really the primary way um, that trigger points can resolve or muscle, muscle knots can resolve. And so that, you know, being able to sustain pressure for, you know, anywhere from 30 to 90 seconds at minimum is essential, you know, for releasing tension in the muscle. And we tend to be a little impatient when it comes to that. Yeah. Well, if you're doing something like, well, I've tried um, similar techniques to this, but particularly on the feet um, mm-hmm. to, re- to release um, sort of tight muscles in the soles of the foot, the arch of the foot. Mm-hmm. And by standing on something like a... Um, a ball or something mm-hmm. um and if you're just standing with your weight on on something hard to apply pressure to a muscle 90 seconds actually begins to feel like quite a long time yeah <laughs> i mean not that it's painful particularly but it's just a little bit okay what do i do now and yeah. um you we're kind of used to think like thinking we should be doing something instead of just standing there and waiting if that right. makes sense Right. That's why, that's why, that's why you set a timer so that you, you don't yeah. try to escape before the time is over. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I guess it's part of this, you know, the, the modern lifestyle thing of, um, you know, we spend too much time sitting, but then we also want to, uh, want to be engaging our brain in something all the time as well, instead of just like standing and being right for, for, for even 90 seconds. Yeah. Well, Which I, I isn't really that long. give people a little out. I'll say, okay, you know, you can check your, you can check your emails on your phone while you're doing it. You can watch television, really? you can read a book, you know, try to give some. So it's not, it's not a requirement to kind of be in touch with what's happening then, uh, you know, in, in your mind. Not necessarily. It definitely is more effective if you can be present and breathe. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. You. Um, but you know, if that's what allows people to, yeah okay execute the exercise then you know that's a compromise worth making (laughs) yeah yeah i understand yeah okay so of course you know you've done this as um as a physical therapist and you you recommend that people get uh maybe physical therapy to uh have pressure applied to the to the iliacus but then you mentioned in your your book the hip hook which is uh, is if you designed this yourself i have Yes. Okay. So this is your thing. Yep. Yep. Right. Yeah. So with so when I was um, when I was practicing in Wisconsin, I was seeing a lot of clients um, with tightness in their iliacus, and they were getting great results with using my hands. And then I chose to move from Wisconsin to California and left all these wonderful human beings behind without yeah. any tool to be able to release their own iliacus. And trust me, I have tried everything. I have tried every size ball, yeah. barricane, remote control, spatulas, you know, <laughs> household tools, you know, everything. <laughs> okay. And, you know, it just wasn't anything close to what my fingers could do for yeah. a client. Um, but there, you know, we've used balls and we use foam rollers and we use all kinds of tools to release other muscles in the body, but there was just nothing that could get at the iliacus because it needs to be, it needs to press 
towards the pelvic bone at a particular angle in order yeah. to get that, you know, to get that. Yeah. Yeah. That makes sense. Yeah. And so when I, you know, it was mainly kind of like out of guilt, you know, I just felt horrible <laughs> <laughs> that these poor people had nothing, you know, they couldn't come see me. Right. And so yeah. I went on a mission of about two years, um, really trying to figure out how to replicate something like this in a way that yeah. they can easily do on their own. How do you create a, a rotational like lateral pressure on a muscle, you know, you can create yeah. upward pressure, direct pressure, but how do you get it to, to tilt into the iliacus? And that's really how the hip hook was born. Mm. And, you know, I had gone through many, many prototypes to figure yeah, out. Yeah, I can imagine. Yeah. yeah. Figure out the exact right heights, the exact tip, yeah. you know, what, how, how wide the tip should be how to get it to rotate into the muscle, um, which we use a little lever system around a pivot point. Yeah. Um, and all of that has been perfected and I've tested it on many clients and they're like, okay. they're like, yes, it actually feels like your fingers, you know, and they're, okay. you know, there's, there's you've been replaced. <laughs> I've been replaced. I've been officially replaced. Yeah. <laughs> <a good> thing. <laughs> yeah. I had a look at it actually, because you've got uh, photographs on, on your website. Um, uh, Christine Koth.com. Yes. Yeah. So I, I have seen it and I kind of understand how it works. So um, I guess you, you put it on the floor, don't you? And then you, you're you lying in a sort of prone position mm -hmm. and you, I guess you get it in the right place and then your body weight kind of presses down on it. Is that right? Yes. Yep. So you, you, you know, position it um, right inside the pelvic bone where the iliacus lives. You lie in your mm. stomach on top of it. So the weight of your body is providing the force. Yeah. Um, then after, you know, maybe 30 seconds of just letting yourself ease into it, you use your hand to press on the lever, which is on the outside, which causes. I wonder what that was. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Now I understand. Right. That's elite. Yeah. Okay. I get it. Yeah. Yep. So that lever allows that pressure to get translated at an angle into the yeah. muscle. I see. And that's the that's um, how you're really able to access it, where it attaches to the inside surface of the pelvic bone. Yeah, I get it. Yeah, fantastic. <laughs> okay, so um, there are so that was the introduction to the book. We just kind of covered there, and then after that, there are there are sort of it comes in four parts, doesn't it? Mm -hmm. Sort of a bit like a play, and uh, which fits in quite nicely because part one is called setting the stage, and you you talk about the stage itself is the core of the body. Yep, yep. So we talk all about the the core of our body and where the iliacus and the psoas live, and yeah. all the things that exist around it. You know, all the organs that exist around it, how um, the different muscles. You know, how like for example, the iliacus and the psoas are. Um, sidekicks, I call them, to other members of the play, like the tensor fascia lata, for example, which exists on the outside of your hip and is responsible for IT band problems. Yeah. Um, so certain muscles are are synergistic with the iliacus and the psoas, and when they get tight, when the iliacus yeah. and the psoas get tight, they're oftentimes tight as well because they just, you know, yeah. they're a team. They join together. You know, we're all gonna. Mm -hmm work on, you know, rotating this pelvis forward. Um, and then there's the villains in the story. You know, the villains are those muscles that are in opposition to the iliacus and the psoas. Um, yeah. Examples of this would be your glute and your piriform yeah. and your hamstring. 
And mm. these are the muscles that play tug of war with those, um, the, the hip flexors on the front. And so, you know, the setting of the stage is really about just an orientation for w- how all these muscles interact with each other and, and what are the different things that are contributing um, to, you know, the story that is unfolding about the iliacus and the psoas. That was the first part of the interview with physical therapist Christine Koth. More from her next time. Head over to the show notes at backpainlibration.com slash episode 41 for all the links for Christine and her book, Tight Hip, Twisted Core, The Key to Unresolved Pain. You can order the book on her website, but Christine's also giving away three copies to listeners to the Back Pain Liberation podcast. You can enter the giveaway on the blog post for this episode. That URL, again, backpainliberation.com slash, then it's the word episode, followed by the number 41, no spaces or other characters. Or just head to the blog and look for episode number 41. Just a quick reminder to find out more about the Priority Program, register for the webinar at backpainliberation.com slash priority, or follow the link, How to Beat Back Pain, on the website. Before we finish up, quote of the day, the musician, DJ and producer who made an award-winning music video featuring a solo dance performance by Christopher Walken and said, I make music for the hips, not the head, was of course Norman Cook, AKA Fat Boy Slim. Thanks to Christine Koth for everything she shared with us today and thanks to you, for listening. I'm Ian Barker. This is the Back Pain Liberation Podcast. All the best. <laughs>